This is an ABC podcast. Hello and welcome to Off Track. And here we are with another program based entirely on the sounds that you have sent me. Like this one from Fiona in Balaclava in South Australia. It's really easy to record a sound, that is if you've got a smartphone it is, and I encourage you all to do it, not just to send it to me, which of course I love, but also because hearing sounds will completely transport you to the time that you recorded them. They're absolutely priceless. Fiona sent in a recording from southern Queensland. Four o'clock in the afternoon at a little park off Little Narang Road, a creek that floods and dries. And I've never heard this noise before. I've been coming for years and I just wonder what it is. I don't know if it's a frog or a bird, but there's more than one and they seem to be answering one another. The little hiccup is, I think, a tusked frog, a little five centimetre long ground-dwelling froggy, and the place you're describing sounds really good for them. They like streams, and they like to hang out in the pooly bits where the water slows down a bit. Tony in Biwa had a recording of one too. And you know what? They're only found in that section of Australia, in southeast Queensland and northeast New South Wales. Jill in Kuroi sent in this recording with lots of them. And thanks to Kathy Potter for making sure I got the ID right. Definitely tusked frogs. Steve was out bird watching at the sewerage ponds in Winton in Queensland and this is what he could hear. Steve, I sent your recording to Dr Stanley Tang to hear what he could identify. The most prominent bird is the Australian reed warbler. Its rich, persistent and loud musical chattering is probably one of the most heard songs in many wetlands throughout Australia. The song is usually made up of sequences of twitchy, 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 Quaddy, 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 but can also be mixed with many kinds of variations. You can occasionally hear dry, scolding rattles, and that usually indicates some sort of territorial disputes between breeding pairs. Reed warblers are generally rather inconspicuous, brown-looking birds spending most of the time hiding away in the dense reeds. So to compensate from their lack of coloured feathers, they sing one of the most melodious songs in the bird world. Another rather interesting call I picked up in the background of both recordings is the Australian raven. 
the most common corvid species in Australia, this bird is found in all kinds of habitats. Their unique, sometimes terrifying calls are usually made up of series of relatively low-pitched, slow and wailing cows. The ending note is usually drawn out and descending, sounding like This particular long descending note can usually separate the Australian raven from its close relative, the Teresian crow, which can also be found in similar habitats in many parts of Queensland. Thank you, Stanley. And here's another recording from Steve, who said, I took a walk out in the rain today outside Winton, and I was enjoying the sound of the rain on my Akubra, so I recorded it. But then not too long into the recording, some long, rolling thunder started, and I'm pretty sure there's a Rufus Whistler that called back to it. Maybe you, like me, just love hearing these sounds. And if you didn't know, we've got a series called Nature Tracks available if you scroll back through the podcast feed. These are long soundscapes that I've recorded out on the road, like this one in Waluna on Matu Country in WA. I know that many of you have been enjoying listening to these soundscapes because I've received emails like this one from Sarah Dunny Fox, who is originally from Ireland, but then spent 10 or so years living on the Ningaloo coastline in WA. When I listen to the Waluna Nature Track, I feel like I'm sitting in my backyard in northwest WA. It's poignant, such familiar bird sounds that settle into the psyche. When I came back to Ireland this time, I had an unexpected flash of a memory when I tasted that old-fashioned pink toothpaste. It brought me right back to the farmhouse. I could sense the outside cold feel of the bathroom. It was a cold room, not for lingering, but the eye was always drawn for a long moment to the low, furricated window with rectangles of barley field stretching far beyond the stone wall. I could feel the tap in my fingers, the exact turn needed to stop the icy flow of water, the dip of the creaky floorboard and the pitch of the pull-down light switch, all the time with the taste of that old-fashioned toothpaste. This, a flash of a home place, a moment far away. When I listen to the Waluna nature track, I can feel the warmth and taste the northwest air. I'm intrigued to realise that even places new to us can be woven and set into our subconscious memories. I'm delighted that the sounds of the Aussie bush rest in my heart. A place of home.
You can find your own memories by searching for Nature Track ABC on YouTube or scrolling back in the Off Track podcast feed. Rod sent in this sound and said these little chappies get so loud in Mansfield in Victoria that sometimes you can't hear anything else. So I sent this to an expert to hear what they think. Hi Anne, Brittany Mitchell here, PhD student at UNSW and a Frog ID validator for the Australian Museum. What a fantastic recording. Thank you Rod for sending that in and for getting so close to the frogs. So what I can hear are two species. The first is Crinia parensignifera, or the eastern sign-bearing froglet. It's making the nee, nee, noise. The second is Limnodonastes tasmaniensis, or the spotted marsh frog. That's those two tack-type sounds. Funnily enough, we actually hear these two species calling together a lot. The eastern sign-bearing froglet is really tiny, probably around two centimetres in size. And if you do happen to see one up close, they have a dark triangular patch between their eyes. The spotted marsh frog, on the other hand, is much larger and double the size at around five centimetres. And as the name suggests, they actually have spotty patches all over their backs. Thanks, Rod, for the recording and thank you, Anne, for having me. Peter Savey here at Bala and on the mid-north coast of New South Wales and this is my dawn chorus. Phil wrote to Off Track at our email, offtrack at abc.net.au, and he wrote that he was up in Kosciuszko National Park, camping on the Gungahlin River, and he took this recording with one really prominent bird, which he said he thought must have been a finch or a swallow. Phil, I think it's a whistler, and there are actually heaps of bird sounds in your recording, so I sent this off to an expert to hear what they had to say. Hi everyone, my name's Gus Daly. I am a professional ecologist and a pretty keen bird watcher. Let's go through these calls from Kosciuszko National Park, see what we can hear. Okay, a few birds already. The most prominent bird here is the Rufus Whistler, also some probably superb fairy wren calling in the background. I did also briefly hear Little Raven in the background, a common corvid in the snowy mountains. But the Rufus Whistler is definitely the most prominent bird here. 
and they, they use these songs to establish territory and, and compete for mates. This species is, is very widespread across Australia as well. You get them in lots of different habitats, from woodlands to very arid acacia woodlands and all sorts of habitats. And a superb ferryman to finish it off. Thanks, I hope everyone enjoyed. Thanks, Gus. And if you've got a mystery sound that you've recorded, make sure you send it to offtrack at abc.net.au, just like Leonie did from Strathalban in South Australia. Hi, Anne and listeners. I'm Philip. I'm a Frog ID validator at the Australian Museum. That is an excellent recording you have there of the brown tree frog, known in the scientific community as Latoria Ewingi. This is a slender frog that only grows to a few centimetres in length and can vary in colour from beige to light or dark brown to a reddish or yellowish brown. When wanting to breed, many individuals will gather around still pools, including garden ponds and flooded areas, and the males which you can hear in your recording will repeatedly call for females whilst upon vegetation or while floating in the pools. The excellent thing about this frog you can hear, Leone, is that they can call and be active all year round. So when many animals may quieten down during the winter, you will still be able to enjoy falling asleep to the lovely brown tree frog's chorus. Michael Darlam recorded this one, and he's been recording the birds of Australia for years, and this is a really stunning recording of a painted honey eater. So what does it look like? Okay, imagine a noisy miner, right? But it's jet black and yellow and gorgeous, and it's as if someone's painted it from the top down, and when they get to the bottom edge of the wings, they just never finish the artwork. It's pure white paper along its underside, just the outline of the bird with no colour added in. It's a really spectacular effect. It's all topped off with a little blush pink beak, actually, and a tendency to lurk within mistletoe, which is magical in itself. And now for something entirely different. Steve from Queensland sent this one in and wrote that he was out looking at birds on the farm, but it was the moments that follow that provided the most drama of the day. He was inside an open tin shed on a hilltop during a brief but intense hailstorm.
Remember, if you'd like to be involved, I'd love to have you on the program. Send your recordings of natural soundscapes into Off Track at abc.net.au. It's even better if you make a little narration, recording yourself telling me about what you hear, because I want to include you. Hi, Anne. This is Jonathan Crane from Long Island, New York. I recorded the clip you're about to hear in Comset, a park on the north shore of the island. This area of Long Island is pretty populated, so the park can get pretty crowded at times. But it's crisscrossed with a whole bunch of unmarked trails which you can kind of lose yourself on if you want to, even if the parking lot itself was full. So the park has been kind of a refuge for me, and I spend a lot of time in it. One thing which makes the park so wonderful is the sheer diversity of habitat here. There's a small grassland restoration where I've seen kestrels hunting and which light up with fireflies on summer evenings. There are woodlands where great horned owls sing duets and where chipmunks make alarm calls, feeling quite indignant that you dare walk past their burrow. Along the coast of the Long Island Sound itself are bluffs lined with colorful streaks of clay where the swallows dig out hollows to nest in during the summer. There's a salt marsh full of fiddler crabs, egrets, and diamondback terrapins, and where I once even saw a short-eared owl. I made this particular recording while standing at the edge of the freshwater pond. Around here, spring starts in March, but you wouldn't necessarily know it until things really get going sometime in April. And after an especially chilly march, I couldn't help but be drawn to the pond by the chorus of spring peepers. As I stood there recording, a flock of Canada geese flew overhead, honking as they went. wrote in and said, I thought that this was a pallid cuckoo, but then a male koal turned up twice while this strange, coarse, crying juvenile was screeching to its noisy minor foster parents. I think it was Dad checking up on Junior's development. Ian, I think you've actually recorded a wattle bird chuck, 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 chucking. It's very typical. They do look in part like a female or a juvenile koal in that they've got magnificent striations. But koal's striations go crosswise and wattle birds go along the length of the body for the most part. And along a similar theme, Greg from Sydney sent in this one. Hi Anne, this morning's a bird chorus at the dawn featured this predominant bird in this recording. Uh, there are a lot of birds around here and a lot of trees, but I don't think we've heard this one before. It's, uh, there's a call and response happening. Greg, that's a koal. They are persistent and loud, and that one is a male. Speaking of things that are a bit ear-bending, Mark was in Thailand, this is well before COVID, and he sent in this recording.
I've got no idea what frog they are, Mark. But I did send a quick email to Jodie Rowley from the Australian Museum just in case she knew of anyone who I could ask. And it turns out she knew what this frog is. And this is how she responded. That crazy mooing that you hear is the sound of male Asian painted frogs, Kalula pulchra, calling their little hearts out in the monsoon season, no doubt. This species is native to mainland Southeast Asia. They're a large frog, about 10 centimetres in body length. They're a chocolate brown with a creamy, paler colour down their sides and on their snout, and that gives them the other common name that's sometimes called the banded bullfrog. They are very round, which gives them yet another common name of the chubby frog. And they're actually commonly kept as pets throughout the world, including in particular America. They've unfortunately been introduced outside their native range into the Philippines, Guam, Singapore, Borneo and Sulawesi. And I hear that their incessant and very loud mooing actually has driven house prices down in the Philippines, which... As you could kind of understand, they are pretty loud. Hi, my name's Sho and I'm an ecologist. I work on Ngunnawal and Wiradjuri country. We received a recording from Kate in Howlong on the Murray River in New South Wales who wrote, I think this is a dollar bird. And Kate, you are correct. This is indeed a dollar bird doing a distinctive call. If I were to guess, I'd say you either recorded this at dawn or dusk because that's when they most often do the call and that is associated with both courtship and territory defence. Dollar birds get their name from the pattern in their wing You most often see them circling and acrobatting um, above you because they hunt on the wing for little insects. And while they're doing that, in the silhouette of the wing, there's this round white window, like a silver dollar. Dollar birds are a type of roller, which is a group of 13 species, and they're all spectacularly beautiful with blues and purples and green and iridescent sheens. They are stunning. You should definitely look them up. And the oriental dollar bird is the only type of roller that we get in Australia. And they spend summer in Australia. So over winter, they are in Papua New Guinea and eastern Indonesia. And they start arriving in northern Australia from about September. I've seen a lot of dollar birds recently because I've been doing field work on the Murrumbidgee, looking for superb parrots and in particular their nests. Superb parrots nest in hollows in big old eucalypts, which is the same place that the dollar birds nest. So sometimes a tree will have both superb parrots and dollar birds, and the dollar birds are really conspicuous going kick, 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 kick. But this is quite helpful for the superbs and the other birds nesting because the dollar birds will react really strongly to predators. So the other day when I was watching the nests, suddenly a square-tailed kite, beautiful bird of prey, flew in and started going between the leaves and the branches looking for nests, which is their major source of food. And straight away, the dollar bird went and alerted everybody to the kite's presence.
And finally, here's Night Falling at Mount Augustus in Western Australia, recorded by Andrew Chambers. I can't tell you how much I enjoy hearing these sounds you record, and even better, hearing you telling me the stories about your outdoor adventures. So please share your sonic world with us, off track at abc.net.au. I'm Ann Jones, and remember to meet me here at the same time next time, because that's when I'll take you somewhere else. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.